learning. We've all experienced it, but how does it happen? More importantly, how do we create powerful learning experiences that change people's lives? In this podcast, we'll explore the world of adult career change education, from learning theories to classroom experiences to the kinds of people who make life-changing education possible. So come learn with us. This is the future of professional education, powered by Thrive DX. Hi, and welcome back to the future of professional education. I'm your host, Sean Dagoni Clark. And as you know, I'm the head of learning and development for Thrive DX, where we create life changing adult career change experiences. It's a mouthful, but we do it. And you may know these as boot camps, which are really becoming a lot more common as an educational experience every year. And so tens of thousands of learners, no joke, go through boot camps every year to change their careers or upskill themselves. And today, we are very fortunate to be able to speak with three of them. So we have Andrea Atkinson and Curtis Sweet, who are both from our cybersecurity program at the University of Miami, and Ruth Sweat, who is in our digital marketing program at NJIT. And so Andrea, Curtis, and Ruth, thank you for joining us and welcome to TFPE. Uh, thanks. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's, it's an really an honor. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Great to speak with uh, with actual students here. This is really cool. <laughs> um, so I wanted to start with just what was your experience with education prior to attending this boot camp? Prior to attending this boot camp, my, pers- uh, my experience with education was very much the traditional form of education, uh, classroom style education, um, teaching, learning, where you had a, a group in a classroom with um, an instructor, professor, a teacher lecturing. So it was very much um, somewhat, now that I've been through this bootcamp, it's somewhat distracting because there are a lot of times when the teachers would be distracted or the students would be distracted. And um, I realized that there is a great comparison between, that I could make between the two that I never even thought about prior to bootcamp. Interesting, okay. When you say distracting, why distracting? Noises, interruptions, um, um, just certain little things, you know, people having to leave or interrupting at the, at the wrong time. There weren't any breakout rooms. There, there wasn't any, the, the kind of uh, feeling of giving an under, you being given an undivided kind of attention was somewhat missing because I think the teacher's focus was on so many people physically being there. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. sure if that's the reason, but that was kind of my feeling on it. But it's definitely a different feel from actually learning, um, you know, doing on online boot camp. Okay, um, Ruth Curtis, do you want to add to that experience with education? Okay, um, I think my experience with education before the boot camp actually was an undergrad. I went to uh, Rutgers Business School, and I think the difference between obviously your undergrad and these boot camps is that in undergrad, you're getting a whole array of learning. You're getting, you know, a lot of these either remedial courses or these courses that are kind of helping you broaden your education as a whole. Whereas in a boot camp, it's a lot more specific based. So you're learning the actual thing that you're actually pursuing for your career. Where in undergrad also, like you, you don't get to that, the meat and potatoes until the end. You know what I mean? After you had the two years of your psychology and all these, uh, 
these non-related courses, let's say, but they all help you become the person you're going to want to be in and give you the tools that you're going to need for unforeseen uh, encounters you may have in your professional field. My experience was very similar to um, Ruth and Andrea in the traditional sense. Um, I completed some college many years ago, um, but I had more experience with certification programs. Um, I think the biggest difference for me was moving from a self-paced environment to, well, you have to be in class on certain days a week for a certain amount of time. That was um, very different from my more recent experience and completing uh, certificate programs. Yeah, because the boot camp is very directed and um, linear. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so given the prior experience that you've all had with education, um, which sounds sort of more traditional, except I guess, Curtis, the certificate programs is a little less traditional given that it's more of a self-paced uh, environment. But you've all had experience with traditional education. Why did you choose a boot camp to upskill yourself in the field of cybersecurity or digital marketing? Why not choose a more traditional program? Well, in my situation, I recently got um, separated from my job because of COVID and I needed to reinvent myself ASAP. So I've always, I've actually been in IT. I was at an IT um, help desk prior to actually becoming a part of the bootcamp, cybersecurity bootcamp. And I knew that I had to pivot to the digital world. And so the best thing for me was a bootcamp because I wanted to be in a program from my personal little research that I did that had a certain kind of maturity to it that could give me the fundamentals that I could go out and get employed and get a job ASAP. And at the same time, be in a boot camp that would keep me in par and up to date, relevant with what's happening in the digital world. And I saw that there was a, a lot of opportunity in cybersecurity, and so that's why I chose to go into that field. But I wanted to do it with an institution that would give me that was infamous or famous or noted or recognized for world-class excellence, academic excellence. And I wanted to do it with um, a school that had, was known for its, um, lucky for me, also world-class research. You know, I wanted to do it with a school that had quality in education as their prior, that their number one priority for all their students as well as academic support. Mm -hmm. So that is the reason, because I saw that there was that sense of urgency in, in terms of me reinventing myself and being relevant for the 21st, in the 21st century with what's gonna be happening now and moving forward. Mm -hmm. Ruth, Curtis, that trigger anything for you? Um, so why did I choose the digital marketing bootcamp program versus a traditional? Right. Well, my last year in undergrad after was, was the beginning of the pandemic. So we had already moved and shifted to remote. I then graduated and received my degree in marketing and a concentration in supply chain management. And after graduation, 
I wanted to continue doing digital marketing and I had recently got let go from my job as well, but I wanted to continue to further my education and I saw that there was an opportunity at NJIT for a digital marketing bootcamp. And believe it or not, the school I actually graduated from is right next door to NJIT. <laughs> so it made sense to me. I said, well, why not go right next door and continue my education at a school that specifically focuses on technology and things that require you to be savvy on the Internet. So I saw the ad on my Facebook feed. They got me, okay? I then became the consumer that actually clicked on it to, to learn more. I learned more, and I said, okay, this makes complete sense. Why not go to the school that I was right next door neighbors with and continue learning? Nice. All right. So for me, um, my, my experience once again is very similar to andrea that's probably why we ended up in the same program for some reason <laughs> right um yeah so i was in a space where i wanted to reinvent myself and i had prior experience as a project manager uh in construction and i was a program coordinator for a boys mentoring program and so i've had experience in high levels of management but those industries, um, you know, with the way the world is moving, they started to, I don't want to say that they declined, but the need for me is be starting to become less and less due to technology. So as I sat back and analyzed, you know, the direction of the world, I understood one thing very clearly, and that's technology is here to stay and it's growing rapidly. So that's where staying relevant started to play in my mind. And the, the components that I understood was no matter how much technology expands, um, how, it, how advanced it gets, there's a few things that's always going to remain true. They're going to need a human to design it. They're going to need a human to maintain it and also a human to protect it. So you have three options here in technology where you can fit yourself into so that they will always need you, right? And I didn't want to be the one to be moved out of the way or phased out by technology, if you will. So cybersecurity was it for me. Not to mention, I grew up in Miami. I was a diehard Miami Hurricanes football fan. So to be able to become an alumni of the University of Miami was a very big deal for me. And that got me. And here we are. Nice. Yeah, you know, something you said there about not wanting, I think you put it as not wanting to be phased out by technology. That's, it, it's, I guess there's there's this this feeling that people have that this is coming, right? If you're not in a field where you're doing computer programming or cybersecurity or digital marketing or, you know, one of the things that, that we teach, there's this feeling of, am I next, right? Because automation is taking over for so many different things, uh, so many different places where people would traditionally have had a job. But it's exactly what you said, that it's, it, there's there's got to be a human element, like right up until the machines step in and just take over like Skynet style, there's there has to be a human being involved to do exactly what you said, maintain it, build it, protect it. And that's the thing that, that I think you're absolutely right. That's the way to keep yourself relevant, you know, in these, in these fields. So, all right. So several of you 
talked, I think maybe all of you talked to why you wanted to choose the particular program you chose. Did you consider other options? I did. I know I did. I looked at several other options while I was exploring um, going to this particular boot camp at the University of Miami. And um, I won't name names, but what impressed me the most, I have to say, about the, this particular program at the University of Miami, apart from everything else that I said, was the fact that it was done by, um, the, the company was founded by the Israeli Defense Force. And the Israelis were known, are known as being the premier in cybersecurity. And I needed to be with an, with an institution, a learning institution that was affiliated with number ones because of, correct, I'm an adult going back to school. So that was crucial for me. I had to have that. And I think that that was one of the most impressive things for me as well, that it was with um, Thrive DX or HackerU at the time, now Thrive DX. And um, when I researched the, the caliber of the, 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 the curriculum itself and how it built on itself, I was very impressed. And I said, you know what, I got to do this. This is what I have to submerge myself into. Um, in, in terms of other options, uh, I have to say, I, I mean, I obviously looked at other options and, you know, and saw what they may had to offer me because that wasn't the only ad I seen. But if I were to piggyback off of what you were just saying in terms of, of what our other colleague was saying in terms of staying ahead of the curb and getting involved with technology and not being left behind because technology is growing rapidly. You know, no one was able to see that we were gonna have a lockdown. No one was able to foresee a pandemic that would have caused the things that it did. And what it did is it caused, I mean, some bad things obviously, of course, and also some good things in terms of some of the flexibility we now have in terms of our hiring processes and our jobs working from home. And when I was looking at the opportunity to join the NJIT program, I knew that I wanted to be in the digital marketing field. I had digital marketing experience prior to that, and being that I saw this opportunity to get better at it and actually grow and have a certification in that actual field because everything is digitally related, I wanted to have that digital presence so that a potential employer could see my resume and be able to take me seriously and offer me that opportunity a lot quicker than they would had I not had that certification. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I had, didn't consider any other options. <laughs> um, once I knew technology was where I wanted to be, and as soon as I saw the University of Miami, I, yeah, that was it for me. Mm -hmm. um, I have always wanted to attend the University of Miami, and that was my opportunity, so mm -hmm. I jumped on it immediately. Okay. There was, Nothing wrong with that. There's just one thing I wanted to interject here, you know, because what Ruth said is just so on point with how I feel as well because I wanted to not only be relevant, but I wanted to build on my resume and my experience, um, being at the help desk and being already having that experience in the IT department. And I saw that this was my opportunity to get introduced to the protocols and the programming languages and to really formalize that experience so that it would be even that much more of a, of a credit to me, so to speak, in the job market. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if you think about it, like, look how competitive the internet actually is. The internet used to be a privilege when growing up. Like, it was a privilege to have the internet. Sometimes only your friend had it. But now the internet is a must. It's saturated with everybody, either on your phone or your desktop. So technically, you're kind of competing with a lot of people inadvertently. Like, like it or not, you just are. Everybody wants the most likes. Everybody wants the most attention on the internet. And, you know, and to have a professional career in there, you must have some sort of digital presence and be able to stay ahead of the game or have something unique about yourself that's attractive that may bring in people to wonder, what is he doing? Or what is she doing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into the, the sort of payoff of this and, and how this has helped you further your careers, the, the, you know, the things that you've been doing that are paying off. But uh, before we get there, I want to go to another question, which is about the experience of learning, because boot camps, as we said, are very different experiences. And so what has the experience been uh, of learning in a boot camp? And how did this compare to the prior experiences you've had and did it meet your expectations? Okay, I'm going to go first. <laughs> I have to say that I think it was Curtis that said that it was like so overwhelming because it was at first I was like, holy schmoly, what did I just get myself into? It was really overwhelming and I knew it was going to be overwhelming because of the short amount of time you had so much thrown at you. It was like a four-year college degree being thrown at you all at once. And I know I had to readjust my brain in terms of how I thought about learning. But one of the things that I appreciated so much was the support that I had that was built into it and the encouragement from the lecturers and, and the instructors, because it was almost as though they knew what we were all thinking in terms of the volume of the work. And, but the way it, in which it was done to, to have us to think, it was, it was focused on critical thinking, I think. It was focused on uh, being creative. It was also very engaging the way in which they, um, with the labs, you know, it was, it was designed, I think, for us to think on our feet, literally, and build every program, build on itself. So it was, for me, my whole feeling about it, it was knowledge intense, for sure. It stretched your brain. But it wasn't, you, you didn't, I didn't feel alone, put it that way. Those breakout mm -hmm. rooms, the level up um, sessions, and just the, the, the instructors themselves, you know, were so dedicated. That's the only word, because they knew that this was intense. And for me personally, I, I, I'm eternally grateful for it because I was frightened out of my wits at first when I saw what was coming, you know? So I have to say, I, I truly appreciated that part more than, th th than anything else, just the way in which the whole curriculum was constructed. And I know it's going to be evolving with everything that's going on, but I, I truly appreciated the way it was constructed and the caliber of, of the people that were there to teach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Curtis, I know um, Andrea mentioned that you had talked about this when we were just getting to know each other before we started recording. You mentioned something similar. Do you want to share that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it was, um, 
sometimes I think the word overwhelming doesn't do <laughs> the feeling justice. Um, it was a lot. It was. And initially I was just like, okay, wow, what have I done? Can I really do this? Because, I mean, they were coming from all angles. But um, through my own diligence and refusing to fail, I kind of developed a system to help me navigate that. Mm. Um, I do know that every student's experience is different in the program. Some people still have full time jobs while they're going to school. And, you know, they didn't have they don't necessarily have the amount of time that some other students may have. But I basically I took those subjects and I got married to YouTube. <laughs> Seriously, I can't tell you how many podcasts and tutorial videos that I watched on every subject. And I even learned to do the labs before class so that I can get the most out of my class time. Um, because I know now I knew what questions to ask because I wasn't seeing the information for the very first time. Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of the structure of the program, once you get moved past the um, feelings of being overwhelmed, um, I think it was very well thought out. I think um, the the way that the information is presented and the way that it aligns with the lab specifically um, really puts you in the driver's seat if you do your diligence. Mm -hmm. um, I'll stop there but because I'm sure we'll revisit something similar later on. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and what you just said, it's, I mentioned this when we were talking earlier, that that parallels my experience when I started in the first boot camp I worked at, Flatiron School, I worked at prior to coming to Hacker U. The first few days that I was there, I was completely overwhelmed. And I was not a student, I was an employee, I was being paid to be there and spent the first three days going, they're going to find out that I can't do this. This is not going to end well. What have I done? And it, it took, we actually, as the second episode of this podcast, um, I, I did an interview with the person who gave the talk the third or fourth day I was there on how to thrive in a growth organization. And so that's Christy Reardon. And, and she did this amazing job of just norming the experience for me to the point that within a span of like an hour, I went from feeling, walking in the door, feeling like, okay, here's where they're going to find me out to walking out the door going, oh, everybody feels that. Okay, cool. I can do this. And it's, I think, Curtis, you, you got to something on your own. I'm amazed that you were able to develop that system on your own because I think that's, and, and we'll talk about what advice you have for other learners in a bit, but it's, it's so powerful once you can get past that feeling and realize that you really can do this, but it is so hard to get there. Yeah, I was going to say, Sean, if I may, you know, I think understanding what the boot camp is designed to do really helped me arrive to um, the space that I did in terms of how to navigate the program. And what I mean by that is it finally dawned on me that the industry itself, yes, there, it, there are challenging um, paths, challenging specializations that you can find yourself down, but you won't get all of what you're getting, right? So when you're, the boot camp is going to give you a very broad overview of the industry entirely. 
Mm-hmm. And what I came to realize was once I decided which path I wanted to navigate, then it wouldn't be as overwhelming because I'd have a more streamlined focus. Mm-hmm. And that is actually what helped me arrive to, okay, let me learn the industry. Let me learn a little bit at a time, but let me also see where the dots connect at. And this is that helped me figure out exactly what I want to do in cybersecurity and where my focus really needed to be. Andrea, I see you nodding. That is such an excellent point, Curtis, because I'm with you 100% on that, because I felt the exact same way, because once I realized what the bootcamp was designed to do, that was when I kind of relaxed a little bit too and decided I needed to actually um, step up to the plate, so to speak, and formulate a plan to be successful at this. And that's why I kept nodding my head because it was you're just right on point with with what I was what I'm feeling, so thank you for that. That's so because I felt the same way. Thank you. I think we all felt the same way about that, and, and it's funny because <laughs> I'm used to being in person, and I had to adjust. You know, my senior year with being in person, and I enjoyed the one-to-one interaction and having students being being in an actual classroom setting to switching to remote learning, and then remote ever since then, and having interviews on a remote and, and being able to do everything via video. And I think an interesting thing about being in a remote environment is that you have to adjust to information that is pretty heavy. Like you're getting information that's not like it's some simple stuff. And it can be very overwhelming. And I, I can tell you, like uh, even I had a classes, several classes where Everyone had that look on their face like, huh? <laughs> like, we're going to have to do, how, how do we do that? And even shown how to do it, it still was challenging. And I can tell you quickly just that, you know, I became a project manager of a team of people. And it was interesting because I remember pulling some of my uh, people on my team aside and saying to them, like, you know, you got to realize there's a lot of information they're giving you. It's difficult to explain anything tech related. You got to do it. Like there was never, uh, there was never a time that anybody here bought the iPhone or Samsung phone and opened the booklet to read it and find out how to use the phone. You just started playing with it. That's what this is about. You got to just start playing with it and then figure things out from there. So I just thought that was interesting, kind of making that comparison to the the way the boot camp is designed. That's really good, Ruth. Ruth, that was outstanding what you said. You know, one of the things that I'm, I kind of have a little pet peeve about boot camps is that there's this idea that a boot camp is an oversimplification of something. You know, it's, it's really crammed. And because of that, I think a boot camp a lot of times doesn't get the kind of quote unquote respect that it should. Uh-huh. Because it's actually preparing you, you know, not giving you necessarily all the tools that you need in terms of. Um, the saturation of every particular area, but it's giving you the tools so that you can go out a job and start a career or enhance something that you've already been a part of. And that to me is why I personally feel to do it, you've got to do it with a quality educational system. You've got to. You've got to do it with people who are passionate. You've got to do it with a, an institution that is really immersed in this field. And they're, they're, the quality of the education is so in, in, important important for me personally i literally felt as though 
when I was being lectured to the whole class that I was being spoken to like one-on-one. -on -one. That's how passionate I felt the, the, the instructors were with the program. And I felt like it's not that they were babying you or holding your hand, but they were literally pushing you through. And it was very, very supportive. To piggyback off what Andrea just said, um, I thought it was very profound because, you know, in terms of the respect factor, the boot camp is designed to give you, yes, you're going to get some technical knowledge, right? They're going to give you as much as, as, you, as, as they can, and hopefully you can retain as much as you can personally, right? But the soft skills. Oh, yes the critical thinking and analysis, right? The focus, the attention to detail, those things are also being developed in this program given the way that it's structured, right? So those things, all of those skills also develop. So it's not entirely about the cyber information or the, the, the program information itself. It's more about the entire development of you and sometimes people don't realize that because they're so focused on what the technical aspects are. Mm -hmm. But reality is, no matter what job you get, no matter how much you know, you have to be trained to some degree because everybody's system and technology is different. So you're gonna get an opportunity to revisit how to learn that information. But those soft skills, going in with the proper mindset is one of the key things that is developed in this program that is undermentioned and undervalued. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think that's really well said. And and I what I was going to say before is I think the uh, just the 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 sort of stigma that I think that Andre you may have heard from others about oh it's a boot camp it's easier than, you know, a four-year degree or something like that. Um it's coming from, I think, Curtis, you said it really well, a lack of understanding of what the purpose of the boot camp is. Yes. It's it's not meant to do everything that you get in a four-year degree. It's meant to do everything that you need to get you into a new career as quickly as possible. And that's very different from <laughs> what a four-year degree is meant to do. And there's no question, there's stuff that you would get from a four-year degree that would be really valuable in your career. But conversely, like you said, the soft skills that you get, the focus on critical thinking and analysis and teamwork and uh, the attention to detail. Collaboration. Yeah, like that is so key to having, not just to getting a job, but to having success in the job. And that's really what we're trying to do. It's not just get you in the door, it's get you in the door and then keep you, you know, propelled on that journey. And having the kind of experience that you have in a boot camp, I think actually lends itself in a lot of ways way better to having a successful career than a traditional degree might. So, okay, so let's talk about the payoff here. So I know that, uh, I, I think all three of you have graduated. Is that correct? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah. So what what experiences have you had as you've now you've moved out of the learning process not that you've stopped learning but you're not in the the coursework anymore you've moved into the process of career uh career services and hopefully you know you're applying for jobs and you're getting um you know getting hits on on your your potential candidacy so how have those learnings that you did in the boot camp both hard and soft skills played out in that experience. And do you feel like your investment has been worthwhile? 
I don't think any person um, should have the mindset that investing in themselves is too much. Mm. Right. I mean, because like anything in this world, you get out what you put into it. Right. So the investment in you, what it's going to do for you. um, I don't think that there's any anything outside of you that can place a value on that. Hmm. Right. Now, as far as different payoffs, one of the things that has given me loads of confidence about embarking on this new journey in IT is when I go to those entry level positions and I read the job description, I actually feel confident that I can do this job. I see the tech language. You know, I see that the way that these things are written out and it's like, wow, hey, you know what? I know how to do that. So that alone is very empowering because, you know, I'm sure we all know how overwhelming job hunting can be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of competition out there and there's other components that can make that process very overwhelming. But mm-hmm. it's also empowering to be able to read a job description and say, hey, you know what? I may not be a master, but I do have the basic understanding and knowledge to make me a, uh, a, a, a viable candidate for this position. Hmm. That is what it has done for me up to this point. Um, I have gotten a few interviews, a few hits. Um, I have my sites kind of set on management. So I kind of joined another program, um, a more traditional four-year program in cybersecurity also after um, I completed the boot camp at the University of Miami. But that's only because management is what's on my mind. And I, so I needed just a little bit more in, um, information and education, credentials, if you will, to get me to that place. Hmm. Yeah, I wanted, like I said, you know, after I graduated from undergrad and I just wanted to further my education and I'm likely going to continue to further my education some more. You know, uh, you never get enough learning. And I think that it really boils down to how you look at it. How, how do you look at uh, school? How do you look at education? You know, uh, the truth of the matter is that, like, you're investing in yourself. And also, you want to get information. Like, you need information. That's how you learn things and how you can, you can better yourself. And information costs. So if you're willing to take time to learn information, uh, you're really doing yourself a favor. I mean, uh, guaranteed that you're... You're not going to get a conversation with a Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg because they have they don't have the time, but they have a lot of information if they were able to talk to you. You know what I mean? There's no one that wouldn't deny that. And uh, that, that ties back to the whole entire thing of my, me saying that it's about getting the information. So the information that I received from this digital marketing boot camp was very valuable. Why? Because... I decided on what information I thought was going to be the most valuable for me to use for the specific position I was going for. There are so many different disciplines in the digital marketing field that there's no way I was going to look at all of them. No way. And even having conversations one-on-one with some of the instructors in the program, they would tell you the same thing. Figure out which part of digital marketing field you have a passion for or you're focused on and focus on that because to do all of them is going to be too much. So I decided to focus on SEO. I think that's one of the coolest parts of digital marketing. Personally, I do. And I've gotten a lot of interviews and uh, opportunities in the 
digital marketing field for SEO strategists, specialist positions, and also management positions in SEO as well. And I'm actually currently waiting to hear back. I've had the either one step of the interview with someone, I'm waiting for, and getting the second step, or uh, you know, waiting for the actual offer. And I should be getting that back probably by the end of the week. So I'm just kind of, you know, waiting to hear the good news on that. So the investment was worth it. But I would definitely say that you have to be focused on one specific area and not overwhelm yourself with too much of uh, all the learnings because, you know, those things will come later. Once you start to get a rhythm going, if if you're juggling, you know, just a few balls, you get that down pat, you get it. Then you can add some more balls to the hands. And then you start juggling a bunch of balls. And then people start thinking you're really fancy. You know what I mean? But you got to start off with something small. Ruth, what you just said was so profound once again, man. Um, I thank you for that thought because, you know, having having management experience that put me in position to actually hire people and look at resumes and things of that nature, it is important to find your niche, find your lane, right? Because you can complete the boot camp and you can put down all of the skills that you learn. But when a person looks at your resume, okay, well, it's good that you know all of this, but what do you do? Mm-hmm. You you don't specialize in anything, right? I need you to, I, I, it's great that you know this, but I don't, I'm not hiring you to do that. I need this specifically, right? So you want to list as many characteristics um, up for, in that specific place, not the general overview. So it is very important to what you're saying about understanding where it is that you're trying to go and hone in on the skills that are relevant to that position when you're applying for jobs. Well, yeah. So yeah, that's good stuff. Well, definitely. I mean, like, think about it this way, if I may. Um, My resume speaks to two positions primarily, okay? My resume would speak to SEO and also SEM paid media, PPC, those are the other AKAs of paid media, if you will. And they're a little bit different, but they kind of have basically the same practice when at the job, depending on the organization or agency that you're working for. So when I say that I focus on specific information of what I wanted to be good at, I make sure that my resume and who I am tailors to that because I can speak to that when it comes to the interview. Now we can have the conversation. So now I'm at the batter's at the batter's place, and you can throw the, the ball at me, and I can hit it. I can hit a home run, and I feel confident about that. You know what I mean? And and, and that's what it's really about. It's about honing in those skills, getting understand, speaking the language, understanding what the position is is, is what you can bring to that position, and being able to not necessarily sell the employer on it. But speak to it and tell them, listen, now this is what I did and this is what the boot camp provided me. I spoke with clients. I onboarded clients. I, I came up with a whole entire digital strategy for them. These were the results. I could do this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you want to speak to anyone with that confidence, you know. So definitely just wanted to add to your point. Thanks, Kurt. I love hearing that it's giving you so much confidence in applying for jobs because <laughs> that's often the hardest part, right? Like you, you make it through the learning stuff because – you know, you just kind of get there and then you get to the point of applying for a job and you go, oh my God, I can't do this. But it sounds like you've, you've really developed some, some serious confidence in yourselves, which is amazing to hear. 
Um, it's so interesting to hear this conversation. I'm, I'm thrilled that Ruth and Curtis brought up these points because they're absolutely so crucial. I think that the value of anything is definitely priceless when it, if it comes to something that is going to be benefiting you in the long run. And I can't tell you, to be honest with you, I feel that what I paid for this course is priceless because of not just the relationships, but the quality of the education, the quality of the attention that I was given and all the class was given was something that I know would not have been as intense anywhere else. The attention and the absolute um, focus, you know, that was placed on the class. It, it was just beautiful and so authentic. And I really appreciated that so much as an adult going back to school. I really, really appreciated that because I needed that kind of intense focus on me and everybody else working as a unit. I think that the, the thing that really blew me away is the support of the academic um, career services. And it was like it was a carryover, you know, with helping you to build your resume, helping me to build my resume to make it more technical. I so appreciated that because I was totally lost in that department. And they actually created a beautiful resume for me. I have had some interviews. And as a matter of fact, the last one was I was on, I'm kind of embarrassed because Every time when they asked a question and I answered it, they had no more questions for me because they said I kept answering all the questions that they had for me. So, you know, it goes back to that whole thing of confidence, you know, and it wasn't that, that I was trying to do that. It just happened. It was like, oh, well, you just answered the question I was going to ask. Oh, you answered the question that I was going to ask, you know, and and it wasn't that I was trying to do that, but it's just that I really enjoy what I learned when I was in this course. And I felt like I was prepared, you know, to answer the questions because that's the other thing about the career services and the support afterwards. They gave you, I, I, I did mock interviews, you know, they helped me with my resume and they encouraged me and they, they told me what to expect and da, da, da. And I hadn't been in the workforce interviewing for a while because my last job, I was there for a while. So I, I really, really appreciate it. So I can't put a price on this. I can't say it was valuable or not valuable. This was just beyond value. It was priceless. There's no value on this. To invest in yourself in this way is the greatest gift you could give to yourself. It's the greatest gift you could give to your. That's the only thing that I can say. I mean, a lot of times people will spend money on material stuff, a car, a shoes, a clothes, and to be able to be with people who can help you to expand your mind and your critical thinking and your way of learning and understanding new technology and, and move on and oh my gosh, that, there's just no price on that. And you're growing at the same time. It's just, it was just beautiful. That's wonderful to hear. I want to make sure that everybody who's listening knows that I have not coached any <laughs> of these three people on what to say. Um, these are really genuine feelings and it's wonderful to hear it. Um, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that the experience has been so positive because I know that it's it's not an easy experience. It, this is really, really hard what you've all done. Um, 
it's amazing that you've come out of it and and you feel so good about what you've done it's just it's terrific it's just like the uh you know when i think about it i always like to look at things like it's football i just do <laughs> and if you think about like the last super bowl we just had with joe burrow the Bengals have never haven't been in the super bowl since a long time but just how hungry they were to get there you know what i mean when you think about it like, how hungry and how amazing the playoffs were like it was just so much determination behind that and you kind of kind of have that kind of intensity and that drive to to get these things accomplished like you got to have that focus yeah. that 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 kind of intensity and that kind of focus to really be able to not just understand what you're doing but to focus in on you know taking that jump and and, and having a safe landing you know what i mean <laughs> without getting injured coming down sure and it just uh, was something I really, uh, really appreciated just about the um, about that driving and, and uh, you know, making that safe landing and being able to uh, see a lot of the opportunities on the way down. So uh, I'm thankful for that. Definitely. That's great. Yeah. It, I think we've started to get into the, the final question I wanted to ask you in, in some of these responses, which is what, what advice do you have for someone who's listening who is either a current learner in our program or is considering a boot camp, whether it's ours or not? Um, what do you wish that you had known before you started this program? What do you wish that you'd done differently during this program? Um, what advice do you have? Well, my number one advice, now that I know and I've been through the program, is don't panic. <laughs> don't panic. <laughs> it's going to get better. Don't panic. Just take it easy. Yeah. Take it one day at a time and trust trust the process. That's one of the, my number one advice because I think I panicked a little bit too much in the beginning when, it, when I saw the classes and how, it, to me, the material, it seemed... So overwhelming because I went through everything and I was like, how am I going to learn this? And yeah. I should have just relaxed and trust the process because the program builds on itself. And the support that you get from the team of, is just unparalleled with the level of sessions, with, I mean, the, the Panopto tapes that you can go back to the classes and revisit. It's just it's there for you, so don't worry. You'll get it. I promise you, you'll get it. Um, what advice I would give to somebody who's either new? If you're new and you're coming into cybersecurity or into one of these boot camps, uh, you know, focus on what it is you want to do, why you're there, what you want to get out of this, and just do it. You know, and and, and go with the growing pains as you go along. You know. You, you, you don't go to the gym and get muscles right afterwards. It doesn't work that way. There's a lot of things that go on after that. You know, and your, your brain's a muscle too, and that needs to be exercised, and it has to happen as often as possible for you to get the results you want out of it. Uh, to a newcomer or someone who's already had somewhat experience in there, you know, make the connections while you're in the program. Like, that's what this is about. Like, people forget that, uh, I think a lot of us forget the social support social part of the education, you know, and with that social part of education is building connections because somebody might get to the place that you want to go to and bring you along with them or 
the, uh, or someone caught onto some information that you didn't. You could speak with them after the class or during, uh, you know, or, or at some free time to uh, pick their brain because they caught onto to, to the to the content and you didn't. And then you get a clarity on it without having to go through the, the instructor or anyone else. Or you don't have to watch the Panopto video. You have someone who can actually answer the question if you're that kind of learner. But I, I think it is, the main thing is, it's, it's just to know what you're getting yourself into. Know what you want out of it and dig for that. Because, like I said before, you know, it's really about getting that information and knowing what you want to do with it. And you go from there. Awesome. Awesome. So um, the first piece of advice that I would give is to change your mindset. If you know school in the traditional sense, the way that the tr schools work traditionally, I would definitely say do away with that. If you were in, and, you know, I do understand learning styles, but the traditional way of learning in the boot camps, in my opinion, won't serve you well. And the reason why is because there is so much outside of class that you must do if you are going to succeed. You can't just show up to class from the last class and feel prepared. If you can do that, man, I like to borrow your brain. But the, the amount of information that is being presented, you have to spend time with it. You have to do something every single day. Number one, to keep it fresh in your mind. And number two, to actually be prepared to be a part of the conversation in the next class, right? Um, the next thing I would say is understanding that it is a process. And yes, we, we live in a microwave society where we want things quickly, but we have to understand that this is a long road. If you're going to be in IT, you have just become a lifelong student. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you'll become obsolete. You will be in school until you retire if you're in this industry. So it's a very, it's the beginning of it and you just have to stick with it. Um, one of the things that I would like to highlight also is that you will meet challenges. You know, you're not going to like every professor. You're not, their teaching style may not agree with your learning style. Those are challenges, but here's reality. And here's something that I hope that you can find um, some, some use for. In the industry, in the field, you're going to meet challenges that not even your boss has experienced because that's just the way technology works. In cyber, in part, and specifically, just as fast as we mitigate, or I'm sorry, let me not be so technical, just as fast as we solve one issue or one cyber crime, well, those people who have those minds to do those things, they come up with a new way. And you sure may do. not have the opportunity to go to your boss and say, hey, could you help me with this? Nope, this is what we pay you for. You need to do the research. You need to, you know, do your analyzations and solve this issue. So the challenges that you meet during the program, um, no matter what they are, is going to prepare you to do exactly that, to be proficient as possible in the field. So, you know, I can just be a little bit more transparent. There were points in the program where I started to think negatively um, about my experience. But I had to snap out of that quickly because I, the first thing I thought about 
I have a job that's paying me $75,000, $80,000 a year. Um, am I going to throw my paycheck away because I'm at a problem? No, I'm going to figure it out. Why? Because I, need, I have bills to pay. I have my family to take care of. And this is what I signed up for. Right. So don't let the challenges deter you and put you into a negative space so that you lose focus on why you signed up for the program. Know why you signed up for the program. That's one of the things that I wish I knew what I wanted to get in technology, but I wasn't um, I wasn't as um, sure about the direction that I want to go in in cybersecurity. That's something that I wish I had. I could have gotten even more out of the program than what I did. And the last thing that I want to leave with you all is get a study group, you know, mm -hmm. analyze your class. If you're serious and you know that you're serious, you can quickly identify the other students in your in your cohort that are also serious. Partner with them, become friends with them, talk, speak the, ling the language with them. And all of those things come collectively will help grow you in ways that you couldn't even imagine. Mm. I love yeah. that. <clears throat> It feels like I'm thinking about some of the, the themes throughout this. It feels like one of the big themes that I'm hearing is, and I mean, we all know this, but I don't know that everybody listening would, the the experience is so self-driven and it's it's so different from what you might have experienced in a traditional undergrad program that it's it's sort of that mind shift that you're talking about where you, you have to just get past i think riff this was something that you had said that you you have to just switch that mindset of a learning experience um it, it's so different that you have to take responsibility for it um like you said curtis just now you have to identify the students who are serious and make a partnership with them like that's not something i ever thought about in undergrad i'm sure that most people don't because you're just kind of walked through the program and the the whole point that that i think all three of you are getting at is that this is it's job prep it's it's teaching you what it is to be in the job even when you're not in the job yet and just like you said, there's you have to take responsibility for it and just succeed. This course was definitely a preparation. That's what I call it. And mm -hmm. it definitely will make you grow as an individual. You're, you definitely get a paradigm shift. The world has changed. The world has changed and it will continue to change. Soon we'll be learning through VR, you know? And through, so learning is going to be even that much more immersive. So what this has done for me personally, it has made me realize the possibilities, the future possibilities. And it has also made me realize that I have choices, even that much more in the digital world, in the world of technology. I was really and truly dumbfounded when I realized all the specialities that there are out there, you know, and this program gave me the opportunity to think creatively and think beyond what just the regular system admin person does or cybersecurity person. It's, there's so much more to cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. When we first started the program, I never forget like the, the amount of people who started off in the program. That is not how it ended. It wasn't. It, it, it isn't. There's a lot of people who gave up 
or had some sort of unforeseen issue that happened. Could be financial, could be family related, because we were at the time, yes, going through the pandemic and uh, families were definitely suffering from the, the, the issues from that. And, you know, you know, no fault of their own and none of my business what happened, but I'm just telling you that there's a lot of reasons that, you know, people had to leave the, the program. And if one of those reasons were because they just didn't see fit is because they probably didn't see or probably felt that within the earlier stage of the program, this wasn't for them. That kind of challenge wasn't for them. And it's okay because at the same time, some of the people who had really struggled in the beginning, I seen blossom months later that they were taking lead. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay. They they changed. They got it. They took on the challenges. Things started to become interesting. And it's it, it boils down to this to me. Like, you know, you make an investment. It's not like when you buy the car, that investment, you drive off the lot, that car loses value. This is different. You make this kind of investment, you walk around, you just gain value. All you got to do is tell everybody what you just accomplished. And there you have it. And then the opportunities to start coming to you because now you can speak that language and be able to do more than what you've already learned before. Yeah, thanks for that. Awesome take. I actually have a question. Yeah. I would ask either Andrea or Curtis about the uh, cybersecurity, actually. I was just talking to, well, first my nephew wanted to go into cybersecurity, you know, and um, also a young kid I know wants to go into cybersecurity. And, you know, my... Uh, my almost 80 year old mother, you know, what I mean, was like, I don't think they should go into, S, uh, you know, cybersecurity. They should have done it two years ago. And and I, I told her, I was like, no, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's a computer. It's a computer job. OK, it's a matter of whether they know how to do it or don't they. But, yeah, expect to compete with a lot of people. And then my question for both of you or uh, either one you can answer, both of you can answer is that. um on that side of the spectrum in the internet world, what is the demand like in that uh, field at all? That's what I would like to know. So, yeah, so think, first, sorry, you know. Chris, I think that was Roof asking for a friend. He's actually done with the SEO thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll say that we can, um, first of all, expand about how we think about security, right? Because most people, when they think about cybersecurity, they limit it solely to computers. But any security in any aspect is going to fall on the chief information security, which is also cybersecurity. The arms that are let you into the parking lot, the key cards that you swipe, the camera system, the alarm systems, all of those things are under, cyber, under the umbrella of cybersecurity, right? So we want to expand in that sense. Now, as far as the demand, demand is growing. Um, and believe it or not, technical knowledge isn't as easy to come by as one would believe. So that's why the demand is so high, because you don't have many people with the technical knowledge and or skills to fill these positions. Now, the, 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 the key thing to remember here, the reason why it's growing so fast is that um, IOTs, Internet of Things, that's anything that connects to a network. Well, the more technology expands, the more devices 
connect to the internet, cars, refrigerators, you know, just appliances, things that never Light bulbs. Um, had to, <laughs> yeah. right. Everything connects to the internet. Well, the more things connect to the internet, the more vulnerabilities there are going to be, the more people you're going to need to be able to protect. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, there's not going to be a shortage of um, jobs in cybersecurity. Nice. I can tell you that. You know, I just want to add to that real quick. And everything that Curtis said is so on point. Everything is going to be going digital. Cybersecurity is huge. Oh, yeah. So huge. Mm -hmm. Talking about, um, I think it's, um, I have it here, um, 2026 is over a $3 billion um, industry, $300 billion industry. Oh, yeah. And as soon as the Internet of Things, big data, um, oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. smart cities are coming. Oh, my goodness. It, it just goes on. You know, everything is going digital. Every striking thing is going uh, is getting automated. And you're going to need people who are skilled and have skills. And the thing of it all, it's, when you think of cybersecurity, you don't need to just think of um, sitting down, twiddling, you know, or trying to fix something or whatever. There's just so, there's social engineering. There's so many different fields. There's there's um, broadband, you know, high high speed data transmission, monitoring systems. There's it's just overwhelming the specialization that can happen. So this is definitely a field of growth. You've got to be in it because this is the way of the future. And if they're going to do it, they need to do it with Drive DX. I'm serious because these are the guys who know what's up. Everybody in the class that were instructors, I'm so impressed with the fact that their knowledge. It was crazy. All of them ex-military, top clearance. And I was like, get out of town, baby. What is going on here? And the knowledge sharing. I mean, Lord have mercy. Where are they getting all these websites, this information? It was just fabulous. All right. Well, Andrea, Curtis, and Ruth, thank you so much for taking the time today to speak about your experiences here. Um, I, I think that hearing about this is going to be really helpful to other people. I think any boot camp would be just amazingly lucky to have people like you who can speak to the student experience in this way. Thank you so much for this. Um, and, and so for anybody who's listening, whether they're considering taking a boot camp or just learning more about this type of educational program, I think this is going to be some great stuff. So just thank you so much. And, and I just want to wish you the best of luck as you move into your new careers. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank it was you. such a pleasure to be here with you and Ruth and Curtis. Thank you. I appreciate you all. So, folks, that's all for now. Thanks for learning with us. Did you enjoy this podcast? Please consider leaving a rating or review wherever you found it. And I hope you'll also recommend it to your friends.